Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you again. Thank you so much to all of you who have been with us throughout this. And those of you, if you're new, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Today we have a very special conversation with two podcast hosts and uh, nonprofit professionals. We have Nia Wasink and Brittany Wilson joining us from the Nonprofit Reframe. And they're going to talk a little bit about starting a podcast, which go figure. We're talking about podcasts on a podcast, pretty meta, but then they're also going to talk a little bit about what it looks like to work in nonprofits in general. And then of course, specifically, we have a pretty major news event going on. And as those of you who've been listening, you know, you've heard the stories of how businesses are responding. This is a place to talk about that as well. And then also share any general insights into their specialty, which right now is podcasting, which is very exciting for me to talk to them. So Nia and Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. This is so special for us um, because right before this, we just recorded our 20th episode. And Andrew, you helped us record our very first episode. I did. I did. We at Sticker Giant like to help the community. I know that both of you have either been customers in the past or customers now. And it was the least I could do for sure, because I think this is an important conversation to share. Well, you gave us that necessary push so we could actually have the confidence to put ourselves out there. And it's all we needed to keep the ball rolling. So thank you so much. Well, that means a lot. And I don't think I had that much to do with it. It seems like y'all had a pretty fleshed out idea when you came to me. And and I, I'd like to talk about the genesis of that actually to start. So the nonprofit reframe, Nia, if you wouldn't mind like just giving us that like elevator pitch, what is the show about? Yeah, sure. So uh, Brittany and I have spent our entire careers working in and for nonprofits. Um, and that's really where we became friends as well. And so a few years back, we uh, we would share these stories of things happening at work and, you know, this stuff that you just can't make up happening in nonprofits. And uh, we started this mantra of like, oh gosh, that's a podcast episode. And then we got to this point of like, well, maybe we should write these down. Like maybe other people want to talk about this too. And we finally got to a point where we had 50 podcast episodes and we're like, okay, this is real. We, we actually have a podcast here and uh, we wanted to provide an opportunity to to have conversations that, you know, are us as friends and colleagues are having, but as, sec- as the, as a whole, the sector really isn't, you know, some of the power dynamics that are inherent in nonprofits, some of the ways that um, nonprofits are really held back from doing the important work that our community is asking them to do. Um, and so that's what we're chipping away at episode by episode. That's awesome. Um, so you have this relationship and this rapport, and that's pretty obvious if anyone listens to the show, which you should check out. It's again, the nonprofit reframe. You can get on any podcatcher that you're looking at. Um, what then, so, so from, from just, you know, 
workshopping it and talking about it and maybe making a list. How do you make a list into a show, into a brand, into the whole creative effort that goes into a podcast? It's not enough to just press record. That's what it takes to get started and get the first episode, but it does take planning. And, and in this time there's a, you know, you can't get a mic on Amazon right now because everyone's starting a podcast, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but how do you, you, y'all were doing this a few months ago. So ahead of, ahead of this specific moment in, in time, how do you then get, get yourself equipped and get yourself ready to, to do that? All of that while having jobs. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I, there's some research that went into it at the beginning um, where we researched other podcasts that were talking about nonprofits to see, you know, is there a competition? I mean, I hate to use the word competition, but, you know, is there anybody else out there putting out similar content? Um, but also we used non or we used, excuse me, podcasts that aren't about nonprofits as a guide to what we wanted ours to be like. So Nia and I are both avid listeners of podcasts and we had a few that we just really love. There's one in particular where it's two women and they have a rapport and a dynamic and they're really funny. And so we kind of use that, they say, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> we sort of use that, um, as a jumping off point and sort of imitated that until we found our own groove and our own style. Yeah. And I think part of it too, was also determining what did we really want out of this, right? Like some uh, of the other nonprofit podcasts, they were really brand podcasts. So it was highlighting a firm's prowess in fundraising or, um, you know, for us, we really wanted to bring these hard conversations to a broad audience. So it was also like, this isn't, you know, grandma's how to grow tomatoes in the backyard podcast for her and her friends. We wanted this to be able to scale. And so that meant that we had to do a lot of planning and we had our, um, our launch team ready and our social media launched in advance. And so we, we put a lot of work into that upfront planning so that then once we were going, it was more about just maintaining content that was interesting instead of then having to ramp up all of this additional work and marketing um, after we had already launched. Yeah, and I would say, too, um, you have to have somebody in the team who is good at doing those things, is good at planning and the logistics and making sure that it gets carried out. And I just want to make sure everybody recognizes that that is Nia, if you have. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you have to have a driving force, right? I mean, especially in like a co-founder relationship, it's a big part of actually our business. You have to have sort of the visionary and the integrator, someone who's out there. That's, that's part of the philosophy that we run. One person is like up there in the clouds being like, what is going on in the space and where can we go? What do we do? And how do we do Facebook live, whatever. And then there's someone who's like, so Monday at 10 o'clock, we'll be launching our next episode. Right. <laughs> Have we recorded that or, or whatever, whatever it is, you know? And so that's, that's good that y'all can, can um, delegate and be able to share that burden. Um, you know, now that you've gotten the show out, you just said, you're no, you know, you're, in your second decade of episodes. Now you have 20. <laughs> um, you're almost of legal drinking age. No. So um, how does the promotion go in? You've got the production, you've got your list, you're, you're, you're working your network, et cetera. Uh, you know, I noticed you have a relatively active Facebook and you're doing, you know, Instagram and you have your personal accounts. Um, how, how do you then sort of get the word out and grow the audience? Cause 
audience growth and retention and then measurement is the hardest part of podcasts in general, right? Audience, yeah. everything. Yeah, we, well, I would say that's still very much a work in progress. Um, I mean, some of the initial steps we took, we did get our stickers, our beautiful sticker giant stickers, um, and started promoting that on social media, that if they want one, we'll mail them out, we'll, we'll get them to folks so that they can be promoting. Um, and actually, this was a, a great story that came from this. We had a listener in Wisconsin, um, and neither of us really knew how he heard about the podcast, uh, but he had, he'd been super active on our socials, um, emailing us content. And so, uh, and found us on LinkedIn. So then we knew where he worked. And so we kind of cyber stalked him and sent him some <laughs> stickers in Wisconsin. Um, and it was so great because he loved it and immediately put it on his computer. And so we, uh, have and it turns out he's a friend of a friend. Right. It's always that the Kevin Bacon theory, right? Right. Absolutely. Can't get, can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, especially in the nonprofit world, which is a small, it, it's a big world because there's many of them, but the niches and then also, especially locally here at Colorado Front Range, you know, you, y'all have a pretty tight community and we support a lot of those at Sticker Giant. So we see these connections, right? Which is the beautiful yeah. thing outside of podcasting. It's when you're doing a specific kind of work, you really have certain people that gravitate towards that. Well, and I think that is what's helped as well. I mean, considering the fact that we both do still work full-time jobs um, and Nia is a consultant. So she's working with a lot of different organizations and a lot of different people. And then I'm within one organization, but constantly networking with other peer groups. And so it's been, the word of mouth has been a little bit easier for us, I think, because we run in so many social circles within the nonprofit industry. So it's a very, you're correct, it's a very niche industry, but it's a very tight knit community. And so the word got around pretty quickly. Totally. Um, so, you know, I want to take a quick turn uh, from just talking philosophically about this, you know, you, you've gotten episodes out. And of course, in the last few weeks, um, well, the world has changed quite a bit, right? And one area where we have seen a noticeable sort of change in our business is in the event space, right? Because we do a lot of sponsorships. We we do a lot of in-kind stuff with nonprofits, you know, especially here locally, which is is in some ways potentially devastating, right, to those businesses and their, their whole model. And of course, we're closely watching that and doing everything we can to support those businesses. I, I do notice like one of your last episodes, so it's all about the virtual pivot and how, you know, events and conferences and work are being transformed in this time. And, and this is a place where there's some thought leadership that needs to come out. And I'm curious what that episode is about specifically for a lot of our listeners who've probably never even heard of your show, but how is this specific content delivering value to these people that otherwise, you know, right now, this is a really big nut to crack on, on what are we going to do when we used to get 30,000 people together, right? What are we going to do when we can't do that? Yeah, it's been, uh, I think, like you said, kind of devastating at the onset to see what it's done to nonprofits um, in those spaces. You know, when, when we first recorded an episode in response to COVID back in March, uh, everything was just on hold, right? Like every, every decision was on hold because all the lockdowns were starting. Um, and we were seeing nonprofits have this triple hit where so many of them were ramping up programs to respond so that their clients had necessary services. Their, uh, major donors were backing out because the markets were so in flux. And then they were canceling major fundraising events. 
So these nonprofits were like overnight devastated. Um, and now we've had a little bit more space, right? We've had like just over a month and folks are like, okay, how are, how are we doing this? And how are we thinking long-term? So you've got organizations who have events, maybe even in the fall, and they're looking at what virtual options they have. Um, so being really proactive in the space. Um, and although it's, it's difficult and challenging and, you know, you can't engage with audiences in the same way when you're virtual, it's providing also some opportunities for folks who are able to engage a regionally larger um, audience or who can engage with folks who maybe aren't um, in a position to, to come physically be in community with people, but now have this opportunity through virtual means. And so um, we're seeing a lot of organizations really innovating and leveraging technology in new and exciting ways um, that we're hoping will continue. Um, and also recognizing that there are still those that are really suffering because of all the shifts that have had to be made and, and their clients are suffering at the same time. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that we've tried to do with the podcast is really expand our listener base. And so we're at the beginning, um, we really envisioned it speaking to our nonprofit colleagues. We started to see value in being able to relate to just people who are interested in nonprofit work or maybe had a more philanthropic side or could be a potential donor. And so now we make sure in every episode that we're providing information that's not only helpful in speaking the truth of our peers, but is also informing the public about what is actually happening within these organizations and real ways in which they can help. And so I think that you know, we've been keeping that in mind too, of being there to say, hey, we see you nonprofit staff and we see these struggles that you're going through and we know that we're all in this together and we're all facing them together. And also, hey, you know, person listening right now, this, this is a way you can help these local nonprofits serve your community. Oh, nice, that's, that's awesome. Um, Speaking of, you know, growing your audience and creating community, a lot of that, of course, requires repeat listeners and getting people to engage with your show. And, and this is something that we're constantly strategizing around on our show is, is, you know, getting people to ask questions, getting people to engage on social. And we have a, a relatively sophisticated way to track business from it, luckily, because of our website presence and the, the advertising we do. But in general, you know, it's really hard to measure that and, and you know, feel your reach, right? Whereas on social, you're like, oh, like, hard comment, whatever. The podcast is really hard to, to discern that. So how, how are you, are, do you have any specific tools you're measuring, using for measurement, excuse me? Or like, how are you trying to do that community building around your community that exists? Yeah, well, I mean, there's the basic, like, we're, we constantly track downloads. We've got a, a dashboard that we utilize month over month to see how that's going. Um, and I think like most podcasts, we've seen a massive decline since uh, coronavirus. You know, people aren't going to gyms. They're not commuting like they had been. So people just aren't listening to podcasts in the same way. Um, and you know, where we had been getting our mo the highest levels of engagement had been on social media. And we have readily admitted in our last couple of episodes that we had about 30 days where we were really inactive. Uh, Cause you know, we're, we got kids at home and we're grappling with our own lives on top of podcasts. And it was like, we were struggling just to get content out every week, much less social media to back that up. Um, and so I'd say in the last week or two, we've really stepped back up and it's been great to see actually that our audience is there and waiting. Um, and we are, have seen our social media engagement 
increased significantly and people are sending in comments. Today's episode we recorded was based on a recommendation that came from a listener. So um, it, I, I feel like we've got some real loyal listenership, uh, which has just been fantastic to see. So I'm on your Facebook page right now as we talk. I, I, I'm, I'm loving this little, uh, I got to bring in the relevant stuff, right? So you got this little plug in this ACAST thing, which allows you to do a little video. We're experimenting with this ourselves. When you were saying measurement in your dashboard, how are you building that just to get like nuts and bolts on that? Well, is it just going into Spotify's or whatever service you're using? Yeah, through ACAST, our host, we get oh. all the download data. Um, and then we also like to track the um, the regions. You know, is it just our parents and our friends here in Boulder County? Or is right. it beyond that? Interesting. So are you, yeah, they have obviously some paid plans and all that stuff. Yeah, we're using Pod PodTrack ourselves mm. on, on our show. So this is cool just to see another tool. There's so many. And then this lets you do these little snippets. I've been playing with an app called Headliner just oh, yeah, like, yeah. to like do those videos because the really tough part about podcast audio is so not social and it's tied to a device, whether you're in your car, on your phone, and it's not like a photo, which anyway, that's just my technical nerd talk going. So anyway, it's good to see you're using a plugin like that, like ACAST and then getting using that. So that's your sort of tool right now is ACAST. Yeah. Um, well, and awesome. we've also been recording via Zoom now since Brittany can't come over to my home studio. And that was my next question. But yeah, go ahead and answer that. How are you doing the remote logistics of recording? It's not the same. Yeah. I'm used to having people in my studio. It's a human thing, right? It's a one to one. How have you all been managing that? Well, luckily, I was able to get um, our second mic to Brittany right before the stay-at-home order went into place. Um, and so then, you know, we were kind of grap- grappling with the software side of things. You know, normally we record straight into my device. So having to get her set up on things and then get the files back so that I can produce it all and get it out. Um, and then we we also use Zoom so that we can see each other. But, you know, it, it's imperfect, right? There's always a little delay. So it's not quite as playful. Um, so we've been you know, struggling with some of that. Um, but the fun part on Zoom is that we we record the video. And yes. so we've been able to use some of those clips and people can watch us and see yeah. how ridiculous we get. <laughs> yeah, we haven't quite like embraced on our own end. And it's something I'm grappling with is how to videoize these sort of three ups or two ups or four ups, whatever, however many screens I'm looking at to create a valuable piece of content for our audience. And, and just because you're recording it on Zoom doesn't mean it has to be part of the show. You, you know right. what I mean? Because we're still an audio delivery service, in, in, in my opinion. And, and that's, you know, we'll see how the, the future of podcasting goes because a lot of them obviously are based, the most popular ones have a YouTube presence and it's a live thing. And that's their strategy because they want to get advertisers. I was curious with sponsorship and advertising, has that been a part of your model or is that something you're looking to, to, to build? How, how does that funding side go into your show and, and creating that need for your audience as well. Yeah, we just got our first official sponsor, just signed our first official sponsor last month. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. 20 episodes in or whatever, you got a sponsor? That's not bad. I don't know about the actual numbers on that, but that's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, and we have more that have inquired and are interested. I mean, obviously, the pandemic has brought in – uh, a distraction that nobody was prepared for. So some of that has been put on halt, but we have had uh, a few local people that have been interested in sponsoring, which then, you know, forced us to put together a sponsor kit, which, you know, we weren't really thinking about uh, immediately. You borrow from 
nonprofit experience, right? You're like, you do this, it's tiered, you, there's levels, we'll, we'll, we're happy to put ourselves all in on this if you're going to cut us a $10,000 check or whatever the case may be, right? Like that's different depending on the nature of the business. Yeah, exactly. So we just kind of scrambled and looked, you know, again, that imitation, you know, looked at what other people are doing, put something together. They said, yes. All right. We got our first sponsor. So. Cause I do remember when you, we recorded the first episode, you're like, hopefully we're going to get sponsors. I'm like, well, if you just keep doing it, you'll get sponsors. Right. Like, and that wasn't being overly philosophical or sage. Like, it's just like, someone's going to listen. It sounds like you're sending stickers to Wisconsin now. Like that was not part of your game plan. I know. Yeah. I think we'll that's be- actually the wrong rivalry, right? Y'all are Michigan <laughs> and Ohio, supposedly, right? I, I represent hey. the great state of Wisconsin myself with my- We're Big Ten proud. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an Illinoisan, so I'd be good, <laughs> but I also do love Wisconsin, ironically. So I understand how the, the Big Ten works and the rivalries there. That is actually, was one of my- um, other sort of questions along these lines and not to jump topics, but, you know, again, you've, you've gotten your sponsorships, but I think that's partially because of your rapport and, and how y'all um, interact. And I think there is a little bit of that regional rivalry that bleeds through and, and you build that into your content as well. And talk a little bit about your friendship and how that built and then how it turned into a show. Right. Cause that's, I think what people may be coming back for, depending on if they know you or don't. Yeah, so uh, I actually don't know that Brady and I have even discussed this, um, but yeah, I think well, here we go. World premiere of the story. Just <laughs> this is break so it down today. <laughs> so both of us are lifelong fundraisers, have spent our entire careers in nonprofits, um, which means, especially in a small community like Boulder County, we were bound to run across each other. And we were both at um, a birthday party for a friend, and Brittany, being the extrovert, came up to me and was like, you're Nia, right? I, I, you work for this organization. I work for this organization. So great to like get to spend time with you. And I left and I was like, oh my God, that girl, she is like so on top of me. I don't even know her. <laughs> Weren't we at a bingo hole? Yes. <laughs> that just makes the story right there. <laughs> but then uh, we did There's realize... only so many of those out here, to be honest with you. There was one in Longmont. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, that was the one we were at. Yeah, yeah. that's the one that, okay, good. I thought so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so then we did realize though, that we had all these overlapping connections and kept running into each other and then uh, just realized that we actually enjoyed each other's company. And then you invited me to a fundraiser. And that's really how our friendship blossomed mm. is that we both go to, we support other nonprofits and we go to their fundraisers and their events, their galas, their whatnot. And we both have spouses that don't really enjoy doing that. And so we said, well, we'll just, we'll go together. We'll be each other's dates. And so from there really formed a friendship, started talking about, again, what Nia said earlier, the headaches we were experiencing within our work. Mm -hmm. And that's how we started the idea of we should have a podcast and actually talk about this. Nobody's talking about this. So you got this talk therapy for nonprofits, right? That's what you're sort of doing here and you're doing it for yeah. yourselves. It's cheaper than going to, to, a, to, a, to a couch somewhere. So um, with that said, right, the nonprofit space is very specific and, and to get back into content a little bit and keep ourselves talking about the growth of your show and kicking our, you know, ticking the, the boxes of business growth and marketing for, for our, our audience. Um, 
there's, there's a fine balance of like overarching topics, like big high level stuff in the space. And then there's like the pop culture and responding to that. How do you sort of create that mix of content of, of pure service? Like here's how you do lobbying or here's how you do the fundraising planning to like, let's talk about Tiger King. <laughs> which I have never watched full disclosure. I'm not going to get into it. I don't have time for that just because of my brain space, but like, how do you balance? Cause people want that content. So how do you balance? We have got to do a hard hitter on legit. Like we got to get checks in. It's the end of the year or whatever. And now it's like, all right, let's talk about like gifts for your staff or, or whatever. You know what I mean? That is contextual to a season or a TV show. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you asked that question because it wasn't necessarily by design. We got together in January and had a retreat and we planned out the next 10 episodes. And we decided because one thing um, that we've tried to maintain is consistency. So we have a new episode out every Monday and we've committed to that, but that's a lot of content. And so we started by saying we're going to do weekly recording sessions and do two at a time and we're going to bank them. And so that we would have uh, this content, particularly when I knew I was going to go through a busy event season and I wasn't going to, my schedule wasn't going to be as flexible. And so we would have this planned content. But then what we found is even though we had, okay, we're going to do this topic this day, this topic this day, this topic this day, something would inevitably come up that would light a fire. And it was maybe timely for the whole sector. Maybe it was around, I don't know, when a certain grant was due. And then we'd say, no, we have to talk about this today. Mm -hmm. So we had a schedule, but we were flexible with it. And then when COVID happened, we realized all of this other content that we had um, wasn't really relevant in this Mm -hmm. moment. And so we had to respond to what was happening currently. Um, And so it's just been this organic evolution of trying to respond to what's going on. Right on. Yeah. That, yeah. Have a plan. Right. And then also build into the plan some, some wiggle room. Um, cool. So I've noticed, you know, on your site, the nonprofit reframe.com, you're really pushing, obviously listens, um, your story a little bit, but then you have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any talk about how those platforms have worked for you in different ways and how do you tailor sort of the, the marketing of the show on those three different channels? Cause they're different audiences and different consumption types. You know, if I check my LinkedIn messages monthly or whatever. I'm, I feel good about myself. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm obviously not a power user of that. Right. So how do you distinguish those platforms and how you engage with those audiences, which is another full-time job, of course, which you don't have time for. Yeah, it very much is. You know, I think, uh, similarly, like our LinkedIn presence is probably our lowest because I mean, there's also great data showing that most people are not checking it multiple times a day like they are other platforms. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Facebook and Instagram, you know, we the, the content often mirrors each other um, to a certain extent. Um, although on Instagram, we are leveraging other thought leaders a lot more um, who just seem to actually be more active on that platform. So that's part of why that happens. And we've had a lot of discussion on some of the other ones. Um, you know, personally, I'm involved in on Twitter quite a bit, but managing a fourth platform for the, the show right now is just not something we have capacity to do. So it right. felt like it's better for us to do the others consistently 
um, where we do know that actually a lot of our listenership is very active on Facebook. Um, and so maintaining content there was much more important than adding another platform. Although we do have commitment right. from Brittany to get on TikTok in the next week. Right. And I saw that on there. That was an emerging platform. I was going to save it because I am not on TikTok and I, <laughs> I consume it, but I'm, I just, we've had discussions for sticker giant. We're trying, you know, but we're not going you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to go too much sausage factory stuff, but like TikTok is tough, right? Because it's so new and it's so ephemeral. Um, which is what everyone complained about Snapchat. Now they're you know, still, you know, one of the few platforms growing right now, still in this time. Uh, that is a commitment. So are we going to call out Brittany and say that this is, we're looking for fresh TikToks all the time now? Is that the thing? I yep. made a pledge today <laughs> that I would have one by next week. So I'll jump in, I'll uh, jump in and figure it out. And then I'll let you know, Andrew, what my pointers are. There you go. There we go. <laughs> do a follow on that. Um, well, you know, Again, this is one of those great adventures, right, that, that people have. And this predates the, the current uh, pandemic situation where many podcasts are launching. You know, um, the nonprofit world with its cycle, with its seasonality, you'll, you'll constantly maybe be able to adapt. And it's also tied into a lot of times federal funding or, or certain specific revenue streams that are both evergreen but then targeted, right? So hopefully you got some legs on this thing and you'll be able to keep, keep running with it for a little while. Right. Hopefully the content doesn't dry up. Right. Uh, well, we still have a lot of topics <laughs> left. Uh, and we were actually invited to come speak at a conference in the fall. Wow. 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 So we are going to have to take um, this you know, show that we have on the road and do it in person. I don't know what that's going to look like. Well, you're going to do a live podcast episode from the city. That's like next level. I remember I will never forget, you know, um, seeing Ira Glass do a live show in Madison of one of his shows back in the day. And that's when I was like, wow, radio is both the companion medium or audio is the thing that's in your ears. Right. But it's also a collective. Right. So that's very exciting. I, I have yet to do a live show like that. So that's pretty kudos to you. <laughs> well, now it's gone virtual, right? The conference well, is right. now virtual. So right. maybe that's actually to our benefit. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But there's nothing like being with people though. I mean, I know. And they're the response and they, you know, especially for an industry that is all about human touch and, and changing lives and doing things, you know, to break it down and be more serious here. TikToks aside and global pandemics, nonprofits, serve a very specific function in our society. And, and again, sticker giant is a big supporter of those in our community, but you know, in general, some people might not eat, some people might not have job opportunities and that's the brass tacks on this thing. And y'all have, obviously it's a calling and that's why, you know, near your company mission launch, these are mission driven organizations, right? Like these are people that feel like they're doing some good and, and more often than not they are. Right. And that's the voice that you're giving to this community. Um, any parting words for our audience for I do our normal like website call out, social call, you know, places they can find you. Anything y'all want to plug really quick? Brittany, I think you should give our normal closing. It's more apropos today than before. Well, they can find us where, Nia? They can find us. Nonprofit reframe at gmail.com on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, nonprofit reframe. 
Okay. We want to thank uh, Sticker Giant for all your support of nonprofits. I have worked at many in Boulder County, and you have been a part of almost all of them. So it's a testament to your company's values and what you're providing for the community. And we just like to remind everybody at the closing of each of our episodes that if you have the capacity to please support your local nonprofits to give and to give generously. I can, I can appreciate that. So thank you both very much for that. And those kind words, of course, but I also appreciate, you know, again, the role that nonprofits, um, well, there's just so much work being done by for every constituency imaginable. Um, there's probably a nonprofit for them. And I think that that's overlooked a lot of times, especially in the news that we see uh, right now, of course, there's just big ticket billions and trillions, but, but in a way the impact is sometimes made in a $50 contribution or a thousand dollar underwriting. And, and those, those amounts of money uh, folks, who are listening, you know, goes a long way. And while it's important, the work that is done by those groups. So thank you both for supporting those types of organizations and and putting in the work. Uh, And then of course, providing this show in this space, in this community for your audience to sort of engage around that. And whether it's venting frustrations or sharing success or celebrating, right. Sometimes even providing a shoulder to cry on perhaps. So uh, thank you very much for that and, and, and your participation in that. And thanks everybody for listening. Of course, we are very thankful to Nia and Brittany from the nonprofit reframe for not just being customers, but of course, representing this audience. And as always, it's my pleasure to be Andrew and to be sitting down with these folks and sharing this story on behalf of our audience. So we'll looking to get this story out there. And of course, looking to engage around that folks, check out the nonprofit reframe, give them a follow on Spotify, drop them a line on Facebook. Thank you, Brittany and Nia for sitting down with us today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. And remember, every sticker has a story. In this case, it was one that was sent from Colorado to Wisconsin to a loyal listener of a brand new podcast. And it just shows that people are looking for that content. And when they find it, you may or may not get a fan for life. So thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% of your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.